Hey, everybody. Got an amazing episode for you with Brenda Bestell. She's a real estate investor out of Edmonton. Uh, she has just under 60 doors and manages over 70 tenants. We had a great conversation about how to deal with problem tenants, the RTDRS, and when to cut your losses. Uh, lots of great nuggets. Enjoy. Brenda Bestell, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, so Brenda Bestell has been investing since 1982. And you got... Yep almost 60 doors right now that that's 60 tenants 60 tenants plus and, i manage uh 10 other ones and you manage 10 other ones yeah. and you manage your whole portfolio yes goodness gracious <laughs> I, I can't i can't i can't i can't complain anymore um and you know, we were just talking before about like i was complaining that i have eight vacancies right now and we're so busy um but god i can't imagine you know, trying to manage that many tenants. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why I want to have you on because, you know, you know, on social media, we're having, you know, conversations about midnight moves and uh, Gabby and I recently had a, um, a tenant abandon their lease. And, you know, Gabby and I wanted to do a podcast to talk about how to deal with these situations because it's a, it's a common question you know how do you how do you deal with tenants that want to leave how do you deal with tenants who leave in the middle of the night and you're mm -hmm. I, I couldn't think of anyone better to ask than you because i'm sure that you've got lots of stories i've got stories yes <laughs> i do i could write a book <laughs> yes. please do i will i will endorse that i will invest in that um so yes you you're managing right. oh geez almost 70 doors right now yeah, over seventy doors. Yep. Oh goodness. Uh, you have to have some good systems in place. That's yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask you about. Is that you know yeah. how do you how do you how do you do that? How do you manage mm -hmm. seventy mm -hmm. tenants? Is there an I easy think, answer? Oh my god, I got a phone to call. Sorry. Um, how do I do that? Well, that's a lot of experience. Like we're going back, you know, thirty-seven years or so. So I've developed some decent systems. <clears throat> so of those 70 doors now, I think right now I have two uh, that are coming up for uh, so people, I need to get them rented by May, May mm -hmm. 1st. I have two. Uh, I've had to, so recently, yes, as I posted on Facebook, I had a couple of people uh, move out uh, suddenly without notice and yeah I haven't had that for a while you know partly uh, one was partly due to COVID the other part the other person was just you know lost his job you know couldn't keep up with payments and and then uh, I have a another one that it, it, a little bit of a sad story it's a little bit you know I, I do have a soft spot for certain people and um, I am dealing with a, a family that moved from Mexico that just had like one bad situation ha happen after another. So, you know, sometimes I do take on some charity cases where I'm like, okay, I'm going to help you out. And then at some point you realize, okay, well, I've done my part and now we have to move on. Um, so I just don't get emotional about this kind of thing mm -hmm. it is just 
part of a business, um, you know, the more screening you do, obviously the better it is because right. you, you know, you're going to understand your, but you know, you, you, obviously it depends on your, your property, what kind of shape it's in. You know, if you've got a dumpy basement suite, well, yeah, good luck. <laughs> just that's, the kind, gonna, that's the kind of tenants you're going to attract, right? That's the kind of tenants you're going to attract. So, you know, don't kid yourself. Um, like I manage a few properties for some other people and, you know, their properties are not how I would renovate, right? I like to renovate and keep them up really nice. And so you just tend to have less issues with the tenants when you've got a nice property. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about all the properties I have and why I just, I, I, I'm very proactive when I do get a vacancy. Like I haven't had eight. You have eight. I, I find that that's a lot. I have rarely <laughs> had eight. Right. So when you told me that number, I'm like, wow, that's all. That's quite a few. I had six last month and I thought that was a lot. We acquired five last month. That's why five. Okay. Units, yeah. Well, that's a little <laughs> so bit three, It different. was three vacancies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So three. That's that's a little bit more normal of a number, mm -hmm. you know, to have three or four. Like sometimes my leases are ending in March and September. So I will get some turnover in those months, right? Mm -hmm. I typically don't have a lot of turnover in the winter because I don't want my leases to end in November, December, January. Right. Uh, but again, you know. And that's a pro yeah. tip right there. I mean, why, why, why don't you have them end in, in September, October, November, December, January? Yeah, well, nobody wants to move in the winter, and it's That's just it. December and January are very difficult to really. I like I dread when I have places coming up in those months because nobody wants to move, right? Yeah, yeah, and another thing obviously is that most uh, most other landlords are ending their leases in the summer, so you have a much larger um, prospect pool yeah. to when when it comes up for for an yeah, exactly, empty. exactly, yeah. yeah. So, um, staying being proactive. Uh, and when you get a vacancy, you just, you've got to, you know, get onto it, right? Especially right now with COVID, uh, you, you, you know, you've got to get that ad out. You've got, you know, right now, for some reason, Facebook, I placed an ad and they're like, you have violated some, you know, I put something in there that they didn't like and they don't tell you. Really? It is. So they I'm tell like, you to go read what? their, their, their rules. I know, I read it. I'm like, why didn't, like. Maybe I said you have to have decent credit. Maybe they didn't like that. Mm. So I tried to take that out. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do find a lot of success on Facebook, some people in Marketplace. A lot of people may or may not like that. I just find that I get, like, the last places I rented, it, they were all through Facebook Marketplace. Nice. You have a lot of tire kickers. So you've got to do, you've got to be proactive. I'm constantly on my phone, <laughs> yeah. you know, answering messages. Uh, dumb messages for the mm -hmm. most part. Sometimes it's like, really? You're asking me that question? Um, I will often, I will ask the key questions. When do you want to move? Uh, how long, uh, when do you want to move? How many people? Pets, smokers, um, how many people? Mm -hmm. That really can answer like most things I want to know. I want to know, do they have six animals? Well, that's going to affect whether I'm going to rent them or not. Now, I accept pets for sure. Mm -hmm. Because when you don't accept pets, you're just, you know, <laughs> uh, 
you're you're really narrowing down you know your right. your rental pool so i accept pets i just charge pet fees like most other people mm-hmm. and so once they if they answer all those questions great if they miss two or three i will just kind of delete them out because if you can't answer my questions then it means you're kind of trying to hide something so you know yeah. these things just kind of like you know delete them get rid of them don't waste your time on them and so i'm because my time is valuable like i got a lot of places i gotta make sure i'm using my time wisely and not you know wasting my time trying to um you know chase a potential tenant yeah i'm not going to chase them they're either you know they're either looking for this kind of property and they're they're proactive themselves or they're just tire kickers just you know mm-hmm. kind of look at numerous properties and i don't want to like you i don't want to be showing properties unless they are serious because yeah when you're showing a property you have to follow a protocol and it's just not that easy especially like even when it's not covid you know um, yeah, even i mean like if i get someone i really like i i don't wait till saturday to go show it to them. I'll show it to them tonight. Like, let's go get it. You know what I mean? Let's get the momentum going. Let's, if you're love it, let's get it done before they go see something else. Um, and you know, I don't like driving down there at six 30 when I could be spending time with my kid, uh, you know what I mean? to go show it and then they're not serious. So yeah, I take a lot of, I, I ask those questions too, because those, those immediate questions of how many adults, how many pets, that kind of stuff, that's a pre screening process right there. Because if, if that, if, if what they have doesn't fit my tenant profile, I'm not going to waste any more time. Don't even borrow yeah. phone an application because it's a waste yeah. of my time. Right. Um, yeah. but boy, yeah. is it ever hard? You know, it, it's hard trying to be effective, uh, with your time at the same time, try not to be, you know what I mean? When you put those measures in place as well, sometimes some good ones kind of slip through. Um, well, you don't want to be a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That too. <laughs> But, um, you know, I want to ask you, do you recommend people manage their own properties? Why did you choose to manage Uh, all your own? Oh, I, I would definitely uh, encourage people to at least manage your first few properties. You, You need to understand what it's all about, right? Because if you just go out and hire a property manager, well, you know, sometimes you have no choice. If you don't live in the city, you have to. For sure. But if you have the opportunity to manage it yourself, I would definitely uh, go for managing in the beginning. Once, you know, you get enough properties where you don't need to do that, then um, go ahead, uh, hire a, a management company. I've, I've never, I've always managed mine. I'm a bit of a control freak. You know, could some other people have done a better job? Maybe, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm just proactive. Like I called a, a management company uh, today to, you know, just get some, because uh, somebody was looking for a property manager and like, I didn't get them on the phone. I had to leave the message. They haven't called me back. Oh, well, when my phone rings, I usually answer it. Mm-hmm. Like I am, I am just Johnny on the spot, <laughs> right? <laughs> Whereas sometimes a management company, they just can't do that, right? They've got uh, employees, they, you know, they have it, they're only, they're not showing at night or on the weekend. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're managing it yourself, you just, you can control those kind of things. And at some point, yeah, you may not want to manage it. Yeah, I get it. It's not for everyone. Right. For me, it's just kind of a natural thing. I, I'm not spending hours on it. Mm-hmm. Like I still have a lot of other, like a lot of time to do other things. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's just that I am pretty organized. I know what I'm doing. Um, and I just don't waste my time doing things um, that other people when they're first starting management, you know, might be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to call the plumber if I got a problem, plumbing problem. I have somebody to show properties. I still show properties too. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes I really want to see the people myself. Yeah. So I am pretty hands-on. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can, if I can touch on that, that, that spot where you said that, you know, answering uh, emails or calls immediately. I think that's super important. It was actually a conversation I was having with someone who's helping us out right now. And yeah, I'm the same way. I get a message. I respond immediately. And normally I've got a stock answer, um, but it's a copy paste, but immediately because that person on the other end is hitting, is this available? (laughs) Is this available? Is it like to the 20 or 30 listings that they like? And then if it's during the day, you know, they're on their break or their lunch, they probably put their phone down, they go back, right? Or they're still on their phone, regardless. You know, they come back at, you know, their next break at two o'clock and of the 30, maybe three people responded, right? So you want to be that person that's the first one to ding because what they're looking for is they're looking for like the most seamless experience possible. They want to find the place that they like and they want to be done with it. They don't want to be dealing with this for two weeks. They just want it done off their plate. And because yeah, especially totally once you great. pass that on, they got to fill an application. They got to get a credit report. They got to drive down and see it. They're done with it. Like, so that's yeah. why I want to be that first person that's, that comes across very friendly, likable, but at the same time, yeah. I'm very fast. And I want to get it done for you. And I want to get this off your, off your plate. It's a service. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, property managers, I'm not speaking for all of them, but like, I, I think that you're right. Sometimes they might not get back for an hour while four or five other people have already responded to them and they've already booked evenings with them. And another thing was that, especially during like COVID right now, um, Gabby and I were trying to do virtual viewings and it worked for a few of our tenants. They, they were okay with it. Um, however, like the other 90% are not cool with it. And, and what we found was that we were getting lots of people responding to our ads, but not no one was filling out applications because they weren't in, because as soon as they found out it was virtual viewings they're like no i want to see this yeah. so we had to cut out that friction we had to cut out that layer of, uh, of restriction and so once we started doing viewings again and once we started responding quickly like applications started pouring yeah. in so you gotta you gotta make yourself the you gotta make it as easy as possible for these people you gotta provide them a good service yeah um, i totally agree yeah so let's talk about like when shit goes bad <laughs> uh, <laughs> because Which it is, will. <laughs> yeah it's it's going to i and, can write a book on that <laughs> <laughs> um Definitely. you know it's it's very common and i've been trying to combat this for a while it's very common when you get a tenant that emails you or calls you six months seven months into your 12 month lease and saying hey just want to let you know uh this is my 30-day notice i'm leaving mm-hmm. well there's there is no 30-day notice it's a 12-month yeah. fixed lease the only way to end a fixed lease is for both parties to agree, right? And if one party doesn't agree, then you're, you're in the lease. But uh, tenants don't read the Residential Tenancies Act. They don't know that. Why would they read that giant mm-hmm. act? So 
how do you deal with it when you get someone contacting you and saying, I'd like to get on my lease? Uh, well, I, I do have a clause in my lease that they can break their lease for a fee. Uh, it's usually roughly half a month's rent. Mm-hmm. And as long as I get it rented, um, it's fine. Listen, people's circumstances change. So I just, I give them that option. If you have to break your lease, here's the, you know, it's $750 uh, for breaking your lease as long as I get it rented. So if I don't get it rented, you are responsible until I get it rented. Usually I get it rented because again, I'm proactive. Right. I, you know, I just make sure they're, you know, they they keep the place nice to, you know, allow for a better experience for the potential tenants that are coming to look at it. And so for the most part, um, that works. I, I am not a stickler for if they sign a one-year lease, you got to stay there for a year because over the years, I just realized sometimes I used to be, you know, hard, hardcore and they would leave anyway. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just better cut your losses. Like for the most part, I am just, um, I try to not get emotional again about things. And I just look at it kind of from their point of view. They have to move for some reason, whatever it is. Yeah, there's going to be, um, you're going to have, and how many did I have this year? I don't know, four or five, mm-hmm. right? But I'm also getting $750, $600, $500, you know. So, um, you know, it's, it's not for, it's, and then I end up usually getting them rented. So I'm not right. out any money. Okay. Uh, it's just a little more work because you're going to have to show it again. You're going to have to, uh, but I'd rather do that than just play it hardball and say, ah, you know, you sign a lease and, you know, you, you have to stay. I just say, here's the option. Mm-hmm. You can pay the penalty as long as you get it rented. And as long as I get it rented, you know, you're good. And that's, that's, that's almost, you're playing a, a long game there. You know what I mean? Because if you're focusing on, on every single little case, then yeah, it's gonna. It's not only gonna chew up your time. It's gonna. Chew, well, it's definitely gonna chew up your time because you're gonna have to go to court, right? Yeah. And also, it chews up your 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 energy, right? Your energy, like uh, the, the amount of energy you're putting into that. You're in the shower and you're like cursing and swearing, and you know what I mean, going through all the different conversations in your head, and you know what I mean. That <laughs> oh, I've done that. Yeah. Oh, like especially with me when I'm with my little one, it's on my mind at my dinner, and I'm trying to think about how I'm going to phrase that email in the perfect way yeah. so that they do what I want. Um, I think on a small That's scale, why it's good to keep it, keep the emotions. Mm. You can kind of keep the emotions out. It's not always easy, you know. It just isn't. Yeah. Because people will do things. It's disappointing, and you know, we. But as much as you can try to keep the emotion out of it and just look at it as if this is a business. This is going to happen. That's why I've been able to, you know, stay at this game for so long is because I've learned like a million lessons, Mm -hmm. as you can imagine. You know, I've had horrible, you know, I had someone threatening threatening to shoot me. I've been threatening to trash my house. Like I've had drug addicts. I've had yeah, I've had it all. You can just imagine after 37 years, you're going to have a lot of negative things that went on because we're talking about, you know, uh, and in the beginning, I wasn't buying nice places. I was buying in the inner city because that's all I could afford. And, 
you know, the tenant profile wasn't so good. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of learn from all that and you just become like a better, you know, owner. You Mm -hmm. become a better property manager, hopefully. But again, we're human. We make mistakes. Yes. Yes. And every circumstance is going to be different too. I mean, because like you said, in some circumstances, you know, people just leave. You know, maybe they don't want to pay that seven fifty. They're like, screw this, I'm leaving. They either tell you or they don't tell you. So how do you deal with it when that happens? How do you deal with it when someone just randomly leaves? Well, what are the processes someone, of yeah, getting so when someone randomly leaves, I um, you know, for example, let's take the uh the house that I had in Castle Downs, uh the main floor tenant. Um just you know, the owner was working in the basement, working on this basement suite and phoned me and said, Oh, I think the girl upstairs has moved out. So I went over there and, you know, there was stuff in the yard. There was uh, like junk in the, in the garage and like the whole house was like, was a disaster area. And so I thought, Oh, Oh my God, you know, she's left. And so I went, the next day, like to clean it up. And lo and behold, she was there. She was actually like taking stuff out. Oh. And I said, well, you didn't give me notice. Like I have no clue you were leaving because she was upset that I opened the door. Right. And I said, well, I thought you would abandon the place. I, you know, because based on the condition of it, I, you know, there was no beds here. And, uh, so she said, you know, and of course you can understand someone like that. When they go to that extent, they're very aggressive. You mm-hmm. know, she was, you know, screaming and I go, okay, fine. I'll, I'll come back because the next day was the first. And so when I, I went back the next day, yeah, she still had, she had actually packed up some stuff, but it was like a mess. So I just immediately just go I take action I get it cleaned up I call the guy to take all the stuff to the dump he got it cleaned up then I got it rented by the fifth oh wow Uh, now I will still you know uh move forward with dispute resolution I will go to the RTVRS I will file will I get anything from her probably not you know it's hard to get blood out of stone so right. I'm only going to go so far with that, that I, I've got all my pictures, I've got all my evidence. And if nothing else, there will be an order against her and it will, you know, affect her credit. So and sometimes it, that's enough. And it's a warning to other landlords who pull judgments, right? When, when yeah. the next landlord goes to the court of Queens bench and pulls a judgment, they're going to see that that was there. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's a service to the community. Um, now what, what, do you, what would your claim be when you go to the RTDRS? Are you claim, obviously well, the claiming claim for damages, damages, and then the, yeah. probably the four days worth of rent, right? Provided. Yeah. And the four days of rent, I can't really charge for beyond that. So it's mostly damages because she'd and, only paid a half a month's rent, mm-hmm. but I still had her security deposit. You know, I'm really not out a lot of money mm-hmm. on that one because I did because we got it done so quickly, but she had, we have to replace the dishwasher because I don't know what she, she must've been just putting food down there because it was just, it was a relatively new dishwasher. Yeah. It was so stinky and greasy um, that we're just at the point we'll probably just have to replace it. So, you know, even though I got it rented, there are, you know, there's screens ripped, there's, you know, um, like damage to the garage door. So there are other things that I will 
uh, make a claim on because I think I, I don't think you should just sort of forget this stuff and I mean sometimes you just you know okay um, single mother on welfare well you're really going to be hard-pressed to ever mm -hmm. get anything from a person like that because they don't care about their credit the government is is paying for it and I'm not saying everybody on social assistance is bad but sometimes if I have a tenant like that that has left I am not going to go to the extent of going to court because it's never going to get anywhere well you have and no way of collecting just, it right yeah like, you how have do you no way of it? collecting it yeah you can you can't garnish wages because they're getting government assistance. Not you, yeah. You're not going to have much luck going after their bank accounts if you try and freeze it. So you can file something at the registry that will prevent them from getting anything a credit, uh, you know, yeah. a credit card, cell phone. It also prevents them from, I believe, renewing their um, their license as well. Their their license plate, the sticker. Oh, does it? I, I, I heard someone tell me that as well. Okay, that's um, good. I like yeah, that. <laughs> so it's a, it's a big, what it is, it's a pain in the butt. Uh, it's almost like a caveat for your life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, well, you're not going to, it's just all they, they're going to want to try and get a new cell phone plan and then they're going to be, they're not going to be able to, so they have to go yeah. back and clear that up with you. But right. if there's a lineup well, of other people, they don't, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you go. Like how, some people how, you just won't. How far do you go for 300 bucks? Is it really yeah. worth going to the I'm, RTDRS? I'm just oh. not going to. My life is too short for that. But, I, you know, there's some things I just think that's just not worth my time. Mm -hmm. Other other things, you know, so you got to pick and choose because we've only got so many hours in a day and I'm not going to waste my time because doing RTDRS, going to court, uh, that's my least favorite thing. I don't, I've got a case tomorrow at 130 that you know i don't like those that's one of the things mm. i don't like about this business i i don't like that process it's not my favorite you know even yeah. though most of the time i win because it's it's just it usually has to do with money right they haven't paid rent so you're you i'm usually going to get a, an order against them but i still don't uh, relish <laughs> <laughs> that, that business yeah that's the business thing part of my business i don't like it's it's really nice uh now that they're doing telephone hearings but yeah when, when it's a lot better when you're when you need to go downtown and you got to go get parking and then you they you sit you in a room and the tenants and the landlords sit in the same waiting area yeah. so you're literally like sitting two seats from them for like yeah. 45 minutes trying not to make eye contact with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yep. so awkward. And then they, yeah, yeah and then they pull you into that little meeting room. But, yeah. um, you know, we talked about the, the abandonment a little bit before, and I want to go back to that because um, in the event that they abandon it and they owe you, let's say, significant amount of rent, and there's, let's say they're two months behind and they abandon it, and they've still yeah. got four months left on their lease, now they're technically still responsible until you find a suitable replacement, right? So, yeah. In that in that case, you found someone within four days. But if you would, if it had taken you, let's say it was December, and it had taken you two yeah. months to find someone, they are legally responsible until you find a suitable replacement. Now your yeah. legal responsibility in that case, when they abandon, is that you are supposed to give a reasonable effort to find a suitable replacement. So oh, if, you, yeah, if you ever go to RTDRS, you have to show your, your receipts for rent faster or Kijiji yeah. ads and that kind of stuff. But it was, it was very good that you actually were able to find someone very quickly. Um, yeah. I, but I, that's the thing. After 37 years, 
I have never uh, been in a situation where I haven't been able to re-rent it relatively quickly within like a month. So I've never had to play that card before mm-hmm. where I had it vacant for two months. But just, because even if it's December, being proactive means that, okay, I've listed it for 1500 for a week and I got no responses. Well, I'm going to immediately make some changes, right? Usually it has to do with, you know, what you're charging. So I'll reduce it to 1475, right? So I'm just proactive. I'm watching. Like if nobody is responding, it usually has to do with the price because my pictures are always good. My ads are Mm -hmm. pretty good, right? So that's how I end up because I don't need to get top dollar. Mm -hmm. I don't need, I would rather have it rented for a little bit less than have a month or two of vacancy. why is that? Because what's the cost of a month or two of vacancy? That's a lot. Yeah. You know, it might be for, for your suites, it might be 1200 bucks, right? Yeah. And that's $100 a month. So if you yeah. were to lower your rent by $100 a month for 12 months, it's equal to one month of vacancy. So if you lower yeah. your rent by 50, 75 bucks, you're actually up yeah. at the end of the and year. So that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't you know, I'm, uh, I'm at market or below. I'm rarely ever like above market because, you know, people are savvy. They know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, they know what places they're renting for. So, you, you know, I don't need to over rent them. Do you rent to people who negotiate? Not it's usually. a pet peeve of mine. I am, it's a pet peeve of mine too. As soon as they ask for a discount. What? I usually say no. That's... I am terrible. I'm terrible with anybody wanting a discount uh, especially if i place the ad and two hours later you know they're asking for a discount i, I you know i just don't operate that way yeah. i think i keep my prices so fair that okay if it's if i've had it on the market for a month or two okay well then maybe but i'm not a negotiator now no, I mean, that's the one. No, God, no. No, no. I mean, like, I'm not saying that I'm almighty and, and I have authority and you can't negotiate with me. But I'm yeah. like, I have a certain tenant profile in mind and yeah. that kind of almost like a character as well. I'm not looking for a pushover, but I'm not looking for someone who's immediately giving me grief right out of the gate. Right. Hey, the, yeah. yeah. You know what? Your rent's a little high. I, I'll, I'll rent it for you if you drop it by 75 bucks. I just say no, thank you. <laughs> nope. You're not yeah. the type of person I want renting from me because that's the person that's going to give me grief down the road. Grief all the right. Yeah. I had a guy Very yesterday true. who's who told me utilities are too high. I'll drop it by a hundred bucks and it sold. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it, like it was it was cryptic. It was like utilities too high. Drop it by a hundred bucks, sold. <laughs> and you no. go delete. It just instantly <laughs> delete. But I, I can't I can't understand why some people think that that's ever going to work. Yeah, but my, granted, there are a lot of amateur landlords out there who are just, you know, yeah. renting out their old property. They got one apartment or townhouse and, and, and yeah. they're willing to negotiate like that. Yeah, right? they're willing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh... <laughs> that's not where I go because, yeah, I, I'm like you. It's not the kind of tenant I want. Um, I've laid out, uh, you know, all the costs. And mm-hmm. if you don't like it, well, you know, you'll have to move on. 
And, and, and that's, go, you know, bitten me in the butt before where yeah. <laughs> I've been later on had to reduce the risk, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, to go back to our previous point about the vacancy, at the same time, the same token, uh, I would rather have an empty unit for one month than to take that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Or that, that girl. Yeah. And, and to have, because yeah. what you don't want is you want hassle. You want someone who respects the place, who respects yeah. you, and then you respect them in return. You have a great relationship. As long as you treat them well and they treat you well, that's that's it'll be a great totally. months or longer. Yeah. Um, totally. But yeah, that's 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 those those kind of people scare me. <laughs> uh, Brenda, yeah. thank you so much uh, for coming on. I, I really enjoyed oh, talking no about this, and uh, yeah. and yeah, I, I I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was fun.